Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on the bottom of page Kufches, starting a new mimer. 108, page 108. With the help of heaven, the Shabbos, which is the Parsha of the year 5668. So the Mimer starts off with a verse from this week's Parsha about the Aphoid. It says that they shall make an Aphoid of gold, turquoise, purple, and scarlet wool, and twisted linen, a weaver's craft. It shall have two shoulder straps attached to its two ends. And it shall be attached. The belt with which it is it is emplaced, which is on which is on it, shall be of the same workmanship. It shall be made um, made of it of gold, turquoise, purple, and scarlet wool and twisted linen. You shall take now. This is the actual verse. You shall take the two shoyham stones and engrave upon them the names of the sons of Israel. Six other names on one stone, and the names of the six remaining ones on the second stone, according to the order of their birth. A jeweler's craft, like the engraving of a signet ring, shall you engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel, encircled with gold settings, shall you make them. You shall place both stones on the shoulder straps of the aphoid, um, remembrance stones for the children of Israel. Aaron shall carry their names before Hashem on on both his shoulders as a remembrance. So this is the talking about the... Aphoid, which is this type of garment that had two straps that went over the client's shoulders and like a kind of like a dress type thing at the bottom and on the top of these shoulder straps were the Avni Shoyam, the Shoyam stones, which had the uh, names of the tribes of Israel engraved on both sides six on one and six on the other okay um, so it continues in the Mimer Shisha Mishmaisim Chulu, six of their names on one side and and the six names of the other remaining tribes on the other side, and afterwards it says, and then it says, you shall make a chayshin mishpat, um, uh, so then, it says, in the verse, reading, continuing here, first it says, you shall make settings of gold, and two chains of pure gold, Make them at the edges of braided craftsmanship and place the braided chains on the settings. Now we talk about the chayshin, which is the breastplate of judgment. You shall make a breastplate of judgment, which is chayshin mishpat, breastplate of judgment of a woven design, like the craftsmanship of the aphoid, like we just spoke about, shall you make it. Of gold, turquoise, purple, and scarlet wool, and linen twisted together, shall you make it. Square shall it be folded its length a half cubit and its width a half cubit. You shall fill it with stone mounting, four rows, rows of stone, a row of oidim, pitida, and berekes, the one row. The second row, neifach, these are the different names of the different stones, neifach, sapir, and yalim. The third row, leshem, shvei, and achloma. The fourth row, tarshish, shoyham, and yoshvei, set 
Im gold shall they be, shall these stones be in their in their mountings. The stone shall be according to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their uh, to their names, engraved like a signet ring, each according to its name shall they be for the twelve tribes. So that is the breastplate, the Khishin. And then it continues. For the breastplate you shall make chains at the edges of braided craftsmanship of pure gold. For the breastplate you shall make two rings of gold, and you shall place the two rings on the two ends of the breastplate. You shall place the two golden ropes of the two rings at the ends of the breastplate. And the two ends of the two ropes you shall place on the two settings, which you shall place on the shoulder straps of the aphoid towards its front. You shall make the two rings of the gold and place them on the two ends of the breastplate at its bottom, on its inner side toward the aphoid. You shall make the two rings of gold and place them at the bottom of the two shoulder straps of the aphoid toward its front opposite its seam, above the belt of the aphoid. They shall attach the breastplate from its rings to the rings of the aphoid with a turquoise woolen cord, so that it will remain above the belt of the aphoid and the breastplate will not be loosened from upon the aphoid. Iron shall wear the name, so this is an important part where it's mentioned in the Mimer, Iron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel on the breastplate, on this Cheshen at Mishpat, the breastplate of judgment, on his heart when he enters the sanctuary as a constant remembrance before Hashem. Into the breastplate of judgment shall you place the Urim and the Tumim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart when he comes before Hashem, and Aaron shall bear the judgment of the children of Israel on his heart constantly before Hashem. That's the whole parsha of the Ephite and the Cheshen. So now some questions that Rabbi Shab has. We have to understand the Hefesh between Cheshen and the Eifoid. We have to understand the difference between the Cheshen, the breastplate, and the Eifoid um, garment. The Eifoid, how you did Beza Hashvatim Chakukim Al Beza Vanim, and the Eifoid on this garment, there was like a shoulder straps and the dress on the bottom. There was the 12 names of the tribes which were engraved on two stones on the actual, on the shoulder straps. Shishal Evan Achas, six tribe names on one stone, Shishal Evan Ashenis. And six on the other on the other stone or on the top of page Kuf test now. Okay, as it is brought in the Gemara of Soita, the tractate of Soita, page thirty six in the first side. There were two bright stones, precious stones that were on the two shoulder straps. Uh, on the two shoulder straps of the coin, Achas Bikan and Achas Bikan, one from this side, one from one shoulder, one from the other shoulder, Vashemes Yudbeis Shvatim Kosov Alehem, and there is the names of the twelve tribes written on these two shoulder straps, on the stones on the two shoulder straps, Shishal Evan Zu, Shishal Evan Zu, six on this stone and six on this stone, Shinamar Shishal Mishpesam Kulu, like it says in the verse, six of their names should be on one side and six of the names on the other side. Obechashin, that's the Ephraim. Now the Chashin, the breastplate of judgment, Shaho Yaali Beishal Kengod, which was on the Heart of the Kayan Gadol, on the breast of the Kayan Gadol, there was the tw- names of the 12 tribes engraved on the 12 stones, not just on two stones, six on each stone, like it was in the Ephod. There was 12 stones for each name of each tribe. Each name of a tribe on a unique stone to um, a unique stone in for themselves. So each tribe had their own stone. And also a question about the stones themselves between the Ephod and the Cheshen. On the Cheshen, the breastplate of judgment, <coughs> there was 12 stones. They were, were totally different in their species of stones. And in their color. These are all the different names of the stones. But on the Ephod, on this garment which had the two shoulder straps, the two stones which are on the shoulder straps of the Kayim were just Avne Shoyam. These certain types of stones called Shoyam stones. So not different types of species of stone. And they were also, the two stones were on his two 
on his two um, shoulders separate from each other, removed from each other. But nevertheless, even though they were separate from each other, these two stones, they were the same species of stone. And on the breastplate of judgment, all these stones were on the heart, the breast of the Koyin. They were, and there were 12 different types of stones in their species and in their color. And another thing is that the stones of the aphoid garment were called Avni Zikarin, the stones of remembrance. Avni Chayshin and the stones of the breastplate, Ene Nikroim Avni Zikarin. They were not called the stones of stones of remembrance. Ki'im and Nosa Arin Chulu Zikarin with Hashem. Rather, it says, an Aaron shall carry these stones with the names of the tribes of Israel on his breast, on his heart. But Nosa Arin shall carry them Zikarin with Hashem. It should be a remembrance before Hashem. But the stones of the aphoid garment were called stones of remembrance, meaning in essence, <clears throat> meaning that they themselves were stones of remembrance. Whereas the stones of the the stones, the stones of the chesh and the breastplate were not called the stones themselves were not called stones of remembrance. Rather, that carrying these stones before in the in the in the mishkan was a remembrance before Hashem. But the stones themselves were not remembrance stones. We also have to say what it says. Six of their names should be on one stone. It says that also in this, and the names of the six leftover, it says the word. What does it mean, the leftover? This implies that they're just leftover, meaning they're just secondary. But seemingly, there were just six names of, six of, of both tribes, meaning split them in half, six and six. Totally equal. How were they? How were they called? Nisodim, the leftovers, the uh, which implies just secondary. There were just six of their names on one, six of another. What makes them secondary? And more general idea, the general concept over here, we have to understand what is this concept of engraving the names of the tribes alavanim on these stones. Why was this whole idea? Why did this whole idea exist? Like engraving the names of the tribes on these stones. And that which it says about the the stones of the breastplate that Aaron shall carry these the names of the tribes as a remembrance before Hashem. Um, that I mean that implies when when it says that Aaron was carrying the names of the of the Jewish people to be a remembrance before Hashem. In a spiritual sense, that implies the ascent of the Jewish souls meaning ascent of the Jewish souls to go back up to their source in godliness. Because the 12 tribes, how does the 12 tribes refer to all the Jewish souls? Because the 12 tribes include within them all the general souls of Israel, because all the souls of Israel stem from those 10 tribes, those 12 tribes. And what it means when Aaron carried them, carried the names of these tribes, uplifting them, as a remembrance, which means which that implies a ascent of the of the souls of all of Israel. That they should be as a remembrance before Hashem, etc. So seemingly, if this whole idea of carrying the names of the tribes on the breastplate implies an uplifting of the Jewish souls back to their godly source, seemingly there was already a unique, a special service for the sake of uplifting the Jewish souls in the, in the Holy Temple, which was the idea of the halas and of the kindling and the uplifting of the candles, of the lights, of the fire of the candles of the Menorah in the base of Mikdash. Because this, this idea of kindling the lights of the Menorah also implies 
the uplifting of the Jewish souls as it's known and as we will explain. I explained in other places in Chesedis that the the, um, uh, the seven branches of the Menorah and the base of Mikdash imply the seven different Midas, the seven emotive attributes from Chesed to Malchus. And every Jewish soul has a different source from one of those in one of those different emotive attributes, and therefore there's a lot of souls which more tend to, in their tendencies and their nature, is more chesedic, and one, some souls are more gevudedic, more disciplined, depending on which emotive attribute they come from. And this idea of lighting these seven branches of the Menorah implies lighting or uplifting the Jewish souls from all these different, which stem from all these different emotive attributes, uplifting them back to their source and godliness. So why were there two seemingly two different Avedas over here? We already had this Aveda of the kindling of the candles of the Menorah, which implied the uplifting of the Jewish souls. and But seemingly the, also the idea of Aaron carrying the twelve tribes' names on the breastplate was also uplifting them. So what is the additional idea that they are engraved on these stones of the breastplate? And through that specifically, will they be as a remembrance before Hashem? Seemingly, what it seems to be, Inyan Kfianira, Inyan Haaliyah, Seemingly, at first glance, the idea of the ascent of the Jewish souls through the kindling of the candles, the flames of the Menorah, is a lot higher, is a lot more sublime, uplifted than the remembrance of the Jewish souls which comes about through the stones on the breastplate. So the idea of the kindling of the lights of the Menorah is a lot higher level of the ascent of the Jewish souls. But in Medrash in Kehelis, Ecclesiastes on the verse, Toiv Shem, a good name is better than good oil. Mishab and Toiv, Isa, it's brought in the Medrash there, the shame, Hainu Chikikas Hashem, Esalavanim. When it says in the word, in the Pasuk, in the verse, good, a good name, the name is referring to the engraving of, this, of the names of the 12 tribes on these stones of the, of the breastplate. This is even better than the Shem and Tev, like the verse says, Tev Shem and Shem and Tev. This idea of the engraving of the names on the stone is even better than the Shem and Tev than the good oil, Shem and Hashem Shech by Aaron, which is referring to the oil which Aaron was anointed with. And this seems from this Medrash that similarly, which would apply to also the oil of the Benayra, the Shem and Mishchas Kedesh da Aaron, who in Yenechel, Shem and Lemoyer, the Benayra, because the anointing oil that Aaron was anointed with is the same idea is the same exact idea of the of the oil which was used for the illuminary for the for the kindling the flames of the menorah. And concerning that, the Medrash says that toiv shame that the engraving of the names of the Jewish souls on the twelve on the twelve stones of the breastplate was even better than the shemen toiv than the anointing oil that was used for the menorah. Which would imply that actually the uplifting of the Jewish souls through the breastplate through them being carried by iron and the breastplate is even higher than the uplifting of the souls through the kindling of the Menorah. So these are the things we have to understand. However, the general idea here to answer all these questions, what is uh, all the all these questions that we just asked about the, the names of the tribes being inscribed or engraved on the um, Shoyham stones or on the Breastplate of judgment, the chayshin around the ephod, the garment which is like a little like a dress on the bottom and with the shoulder straps. What was the difference between them? The general idea is the hine yidua that avonim tevim avonim teves yesh beis minutes avonim. In fine stones, precious stones, there's two types. Yesh evin shemitchilas havayose who zach beetzim. There's a type of stone which, from the beginning of its existence, the beginning of its creation, it's very 
pure in essence. It's very pure. And the avanim tevis, the fact that it's an avanim tevis, it's a shiny stone. This shininess is something that exists in this stone, in the very nature of its existence. From that's how it was created to be shiny. And then there's another type of stone, which is not pure and not refined and um, in essence. It's only becomes it becomes refined and a precious stone and a shiny stone through its growing and you know developing in the earth. And even after you take it out of the earth, it needs the um, the action of man to bring out this shiny nature of the stone. So even after it's been refined through growing in the earth, and therefore it becomes more and more purified and more more uh, smooth and shiny, still in order to get the shininess out, man's action is needed. Just like there is in general, we spoke about in the previous Mimer, there are stones and bricks. Stones are made from Hashem and bricks by man. So too, in these precious stones, shiny stones, there's two, these two types. Um, so there's some that are just from the very way that they're created, meaning from the hands of heaven. They were already created in such a way where they're shiny, and some that they're made by man, meaning through the process of their growing in the earth and being extracted from the earth and then through man polishing it and then he can bring out the shiny nature of the stone. And also in the shininess, the light that comes out from these stones, they're not comparable at all. That the, the stone, which the shininess, this light, exists within it by its very nature, how it was created, it shines in a way of er yosher, in a way of a straight light, meaning meaning it just is drawn out, this light is drawn out and extends from it, uh, from above to below, meaning in a sense of, let's see what it says more, it's drawn out from it, um, rays of light, and, they, and these rays of light are seen in, with a, in a certain color according to the color of the stone. So that's that's one type. That's the type of stones that are born, meaning the way that they're created is in such a way where they are very shiny. So it's a way of Eryashar. The light is almost like automatic. This is the way it is. And the way the stone, the color of the stone, that's so. That's the way that the light, the white, the light looks also. And, and it's just drawn out from it in a natural way, the light. And the types of stones which the shininess in them, the light from them only comes about through the process of the refining of the stones through man or through the earth. The, the shininess and the light from these stones, it does not exist with them in a, in a, in a way of so that it's naturally drawn out and extends outwards. Rather, it's in a way of like a fiery flame and spark, and it's sparkling, that sparkles of this light come out, and uh, like little sparks of of flame. And also, does not shine in with a unified color with one color. In many different types of colors, like the crystal, 
So I guess a crystal is one of these types of stones, which only through the process of being, you know, refined within the ground and then being polished and even more, uh, you know, work on, worked on by a man, then it becomes shiny and it has the shiny nature to it. And the shiny nature is not in a just automatic um, way. It has to be, so it has to be worked on by man and also the different colors. It's not according to the color of the stone. It's different colors. And the light of it is also very, like a spark, a sparkling type light, not in a way of automatic, just a, you know, a straight um, extension from the stone. And similarly, we see in the stars. There are some types of stars which they shine in a way of a straight light, which implies from above to below, meaning like a uh, a straight line. So they shine in a straight line, um, which is drawn down from above to below. And it does not it um, move around and it's light and it also is seen in only one color its light does not fluctuate and the color of the light is only one unified color but then there's types of stars in the sky which they shine in a way of just sparkling light and also in a fluctuating way here and there and they also are seen they appear in many different colors so a similar type of way is the way of these stones. Similar type of way is also in these uh, stars, which are, I guess are made up of stone. And so the idea of Ur Yashar is the straight light, meaning the, the light which shines from them is just a straight line from above to below, not in a sparkling, different, fluctuating type of light. Ah, so this is why we just spoken about the stars, because this idea of these fine, shiny stones they come about through the effect of the stars. Therefore, within the shiny stones, there are also these two types of stones. Um, either the light shines to them in a straight way, or the light which shines to them in a sparkling, more fluctuating way. Because of that, their source is in these, um, these stars, which have the same characteristics. Now we come back to the shoyham stones of the, of the um, ephod, Garment, which is on, on the two tops of the shoulder straps, where these were two stones which engraved the six of the names of the tribes of Israel and each, the tribes of Israel on each one. So this is the difference between the Shoiham stone, which was on this this ephod, the Sharia of Tevis, to the, the rest of the um, shiny stones. The Evan Shoyam who Zach and the, the Shoyam stone, it was this type of stone which was naturally pure. And the shininess exists within it just by its very nature. As it's known, Vishari of Amtevis and the rest of these shiny stones, Kamei Evan Sapper, like the sapphire stone, Vyoshve, and other types of stones which are on the Cheshen um, Mishpat, on the breastplate of judgment, the Kai Gavna, and the rest of these types of shiny stones, the shininess and the light exists with them and only through the refinement um, and the process that a man, or the earth and a man, does with this stone. The Dugma, now turning to the next page, Kufyud, and the Dugma is Lamaila. So now let's understand what the the analog for this is above in the spiritual realms, these two types of stones. This is the difference between the name of Ma, the name of Hashem, like we spoke about in the previous mimer, the end of it, the previous mimer. The different names of Hashem, the way that you can rate the name Yud Kevav in different ways. If you write it in full, like Yud is spelled Yud and then Vav and then Dalad, and He is spelled He and then He or He and then Aleph or He and then Yud, different ways of doing that. And when you combine it together, all the letters together, you get to the certain gematria, a numerical equivalent. 
So Shema is when you spell it with Aleph's, and that is when you come to the numerical equivalent of 45, and Shemban is 52, different spelling. So we can understand the difference between now Shema and Shemban. Is like the difference of these two types of stones. The Shema, who b'chinas er atzmi, the name of Ma of Hashem, which we said before, it relates to Chokma, the pure revelation of, of godliness that comes through Chokma. Shema, who b'chinas er atzmi, it's a essential light. B'chinas and revelation from above. It's like this er yashar, like this the stone, which is shiny by its very nature. By its very nature, it just shines in a straight line from above to below. So it's, this is this Shema is a revelation of godliness from from above to below, to drawing down from above to below. We explained about this in the previous Mimer, um, and from this year, and the name Ban, this is the light of godliness, the energy of Hashem, which is which is brought about through refinement. As it's known, the name of Hashem this energy of Hashem, which relates to the name Ban, it is Shaykh Labirudim. It's something which is relevant to, connected to the idea, the whole process of refinement. Meaning that it's something, this is a godly energy which is only brought about, it's only shining through the refinement process. And then through that refinement of the physicality or of this creation which is brought about through, which is created through the energy of Shem Ban, then you can see the light, the shining light from that name of Ban, from that aspect, that level of godliness, which relates to Ban. And these two names of Ma and Ban also relate to these general um, ideas of Mashpia, of a giver and a receiver. The Shem Ban, who B'chines Makabel. The name of Ban, which is the level of godliness, which more relates to creation and relates to the refinement process, that is the is in the mode of the receiver. Shuhu B'chines relates to that aspect of godliness and of reality which is in a state of ascent from below from below to above through its being refined and uplifted it ascends back to godliness like it says in the verse it's implied from this verse who can ascend upon the mountain of Hashem only if somebody has clean hands so that's the idea of the clean hands is the idea of being refined and is uplifting their physicality so that is the idea of ban it's a receiver and therefore it has to be uplifted from below to above and Shema, which is the essence of the revelation of godliness, how it shines through Chokhmah, that is the Mashpia, the giver. And that is the idea of the drawing down of the mind Chudin, of the uh, male masculine waters, which refers to the revelation of godliness from above, which is drawn down, this revelation is drawn down in order to help, in order to aid in the refinement process which happens with Shemban. And similarly, after the uplifting of the feminine waters, the Mayan Nukvin, which is the, which is basically the process of of ascent, which happens through the receiver and the receivers. So even after this process, after the refinement and after the um, creation is being uplifted, which happens within the Shemban, there is also drawn down another um, another influx of energy from Shema which is a masculine energy from above, because, meaning every, every ascent creates an, a, also a descent and revelation of, of divine energy. So first of all, there's, there's drawn down from Shem Ma a revelation of energy in order to help with the process of the refinement of, within Shem Ma, within creation. And after that uplifting happens, then that you elicit another revelation from Shem Ma from above to below, which is also like the masculine waters. 
And this is the idea which is expressed in the saying of the sages that Tara, pure, purity brings to Kedusha, to holiness. What does that mean in a deeper sense? Purity brings to holiness. The Kedusha who should Kodesh Be'etzim. Something which is holy, and that implies that it's holy by its very nature. In essence, it's holy. It doesn't have the idea of Yeshis, of a feeling of its own identity at all. It's it is totally doesn't exist, meaning it's totally nullified by its very nature. In essence, essentially, bottle essential light. But tohir, and opposed to that, the idea of tara of purity, it's something that was purified. It's not something which is automatically, essentially, naturally holy. It's something which became pure. Purity implies that it was that it's it's relevant. It's it's connected to impurity. So purity implies that there that it, it does have yesh, it does have a feeling of its own independent existence. Uh, but rather it was purified from that feeling of independent existence, from that feeling that feeling of yeshis, that feeling of self, and it was uplifted and purified. And uh, and this brings, like the saying of the sages say, this brings to holiness, that was referring to the drawing down of the masculine waters, meaning the drawing down of the influx of energy from Ma. Stop there on the, top, on the top of page Kufiud, about 10 lines, 15 lines from the top. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast, Chsidis. This is Levi Gelb. And if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback, please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chsidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Torah Lukute Torah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other or older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast please consider doing that it will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better and you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha and to do that please email email me at rabbigelb at gmail and we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode thank you very much